1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Andy Ruffalo said that one of the things that he'd like to see Justin Fields and the offense improve on is rhythm and timing. Do, do you agree with that? And how does that get better?
0: Well, for, are you reflecting on Detroit? Is that where, where do we? No,
2: I'm just he was talking about sorry, the off season. Matt was talking about the off season yesterday and I'm wondering your opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah, for saying. sure. I mean, that's 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 real rhythm, timing, all that stuff's important to you as a, as a, as a whole. I mean, if if there's a, in the passing game, that's all we ever really talk about is timing and rhythm receivers got to be where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there the quarterback's feet have to match the progression of the play so all that stuff is really important for us to go through
2: we're back with more of the miller light top draft show at offside sports bar and grill 680 south eastwood drive in woodstock with gabe ramirez and mark grody presented by miller light it's miller time on sports radio 670 the score chicago's
0: home for bears fans and always live on the free odyssey app
3: it's Miller time! I feel like Mully right there. It's Miller time! What have
0: you here?
3: I'm thinking back to, like, when I hear, when I hear Miller Lite, I just think of, uh, like, uh, the, their campaign where they had the, the referees just dominating the commercials for a very long time. Yeah. Tastes great, less filling. Oh, and man. Just...
2: The taste great. Do you know who did the, the original taste great, less filling? don't say less was oh it was uh no 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 the the original commercial was John Madden. The, oh, really? where he was a big part of those campaigns and he would break through the 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 Miller rapping. Yeah. So, yeah. There's my, a little there's a little tip for you. My my Dave. other
3: favorite one is when the guy comes up with like some Michelob Ultra and then the gas station attendant or the the liquor store attendant is like, "You know Miller Lite only has" one less calorie or something. Yeah, (laughs) you don't have to do that. The guy goes and puts (laughs) it back and just gives it. So some some real creative stuff. And then even more creative by putting us together. I think that was the the highlight of the Miller Lite run.
2: Is it creative to put us together? I think it is. I'd like to think it is. G&G, Game & Growny to the rack. That's right. Right. Where Uh, is it? Where is that? (laughs)
3: I I don't want to go on a $100 bill for the first producer
2: (laughs) to find that. (laughs) I thought
3: Tanny would yesterday, but I don't want to go for sure, yeah. Uh, All right, uh, we do get to continue our Chicago Bears conversation right now, hanging out with us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino, Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He covers the Chicago Bears for Odyssey and Odyssey Sports. Of course, we are talking about none other than Cam Ellis. Cam, Good night.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's so nice. How are you guys doing?
3: We're doing good. Yeah. When we saw your name at 9 o'clock at night in the prep, we're like 9 p.m.
2: I thought you were saying goodbye to yeah. him. You're like, good night. So like, well, wait a minute. No, Instead of no, good no. afternoon, good, evening. good morning. Have a good evening. Don't not know, good was, you don't like, say like, good night to you him. You know I didn't even you know. know
4: my, I, yeah, I didn't even know radio was on at 9 p.m., to be honest with you. I was surprised that you guys were. <laughs>
3: Trust me, we were all confused. Cam, um, obviously, we, we just heard a clip from, from Luke Getze and talking about you know, Justin Fields, his progress. And I think a lot of us. You know, are are comfortable with Justin Fields being the quarterback of the Bears for the next couple of years, but they haven't put any any ceiling on him or, or any any expectations in terms of you know what do what do yards look like, what do touchdowns look like, are the interceptions going down? And I, I guess my question, my first question for you is, when you're thinking about Justin Fields and next season, what what do those numbers look like for you in a perfect world for Justin Fields?
4: You know, I. I I think they obviously look better than they do this year. I I, I think it, I don't think it's a stretch to say that he needs to improve this year in the traditional sense as a passer. You know whether that is you know less than ten interceptions, whether that's twenty plus touchdowns. I, I think that is more so a. Debate you can have, but I, I think more importantly, it's just improvement because the first year was pretty bad, and then the first half of this year was pretty bad, and then he got better. And so there is now like this like tangible example of year over year improvement. And so I think that outside of any specific one number in terms of how many interceptions or touchdowns a yard, it's just the fact that those specific numbers are getting better. Um, and, and there's very clearly sort of a shift from a running quarterback to a, back into the kind of guy he was in
2: college. I'm going to ask you cam for a specific number. You're going to
5: need to give me a number. <laughs> I I, I, I I do. I'm
3: glad that you can do that follow up. Cause I really was thinking as he was answering, I'm like, come on, I want to <laughs> hear like 30 right, touchdowns.
4: Right. Yeah. Give it. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, 25, 25, 30 touchdowns. I love 25. That sounds fine, right? I love 25 and 10
2: I'm okay with. Okay, here's the other number. Here's the other number that I was actually looking for. 3,000. Is what what number has to be had for Bears wins next year to keep the fan base happy after allowing what, because I'll say, I, I feel like Bears fans, they were down with the program for the most part. They allowed the Bears to be a team that is currently in the midst of a nine-game losing streak. So what will they allow next year? What's your number of wins the Bears have to have?
4: I think they have to have at least eight wins. Like I think the idea that it takes a really long time to rebuild an NFL team has just sort of been proven the last couple you know, last decade, half decade, that it it doesn't take that long anymore. Like, And especially with teams with the resources that the Bears will have this offseason, I – like, you have to sort of turn this around, not immediately in terms of, you know, necessarily – you know competing for the nfc north necessarily but you have to get to eight wins i just think with justin field's talent and the resources they'll have around him you you have to build a team that is at least somewhat more competitive this year i i think it's just too it's just too many resources to not get to at least eight wins in my opinion
2: so i'm assuming from the context of what you're saying right here you do believe that justin fields can can be the guy like that like you would give him the the money today
4: yeah, I would. I just, I, I think it's been two years and the passing isn't there yet, obviously, but he was a great college pastor. He has been a great pastor for most of his time playing football. Um, it, you know, he is already a transcendent runner and a transcendent athlete. It, I, I don't see a problem with it. Like, I don't know what Bears fans want otherwise, you know, like this is the best it's been in a very, very long time. I get that he is not a complete package yet, but I, it's hard to find too many exciting, you know, young, talented guys like this in football. And the Bears finally have one. And I, I think it's not worth, you know, necessarily forcing your hand for perfection with another quarterback when you have a guy who is already very clearly a great one. I, I think you just sort of eventually have to run with it. And at and this point, I think they just sort of have to run with them.
3: Yeah, they have no choice in this situation. I this you want them to be their girl. He asked a question to me yesterday, Cam. Like, do you, do we see Justin Fields being the quarterback of the Bears in ten years? And I think that that's such a good question because you know if you if you have if you believe in Justin Fields and his growth this year, and the assumption is that he continues to grow, like you mentioned, just get a little bit better for for me in year in year three, so that that way year four you're truly competing, you know, for, for that kind of uh, lure from from in the NFL, then then you're in you in a good place. So I guess my, I'll follow that up, you know, with that question to you. Do you see Justin Fields? that long being the quarterback for the bears for that long a period of time and do you see year four being the year that the bears should truly be competing for the nfc north like you were just mentioning
4: yeah i think year four is a good you know to answer your second question first um, uh, is a good year to sort of expect them to quote unquote put it all together 10 years I, I don't know where i'll be in 10 years you know like i i think it's possible i think he has the skills for it i don't think it's a situation where he's going to necessarily regress in one way or another to the point where they're not extending him or they're not even, you know, they're getting him a qualifying offer or whatever it may be. But um, yeah, I think he has the skills to do it. I think that they can build a team around him to do it. I, I, I Everything the Bears have sort of planned in terms of this rebuild has gone well for them so far. So it, it may not happen because that's just life, but I, I have no reason to believe that it won't at this point just because they have gotten things right so far.
2: Yeah, and obviously a lot of the big decisions for Ryan Poles yeah. this offseason. He's going to have so many resources, and I, I guess the, the fact is, uh, Cam, I mean, none of us really knows because it looks great, it lo- like the resources looking great. The Bears might have the number one pick. They've got over a hundred million dollars in cap right. space, but we have no idea what Ryan Poles is actually like as a general manager. Do we?
4: No, we don't. And and I think that is the you know that's the exciting part about where the Bears are right now is that they are. It's time to show it. You know, like the, the this is rebuilding as an NFL team, and it stinks for a year, or two years, and then you get your chance and. That's all you can sort of ask for at this point. I, like, I, it, it's not a fulfilling answer by any means because, you're right, nothing's happened yet, and, and they are sort of have to you know, put, up, put the data on the paper, so to speak. But they're in this opportunity, and they have as good as an opportunity as they've had in a half-decade, decade, however you want to argue it. Um, so I just it, – it's going well so far. It may not go well going forward because, you know, it's, the NFL's a hard league to win in, but I don't think you can ask for much more to where they are right now.
3: We're talking to Cam Ellis from Odyssey Sports, covering the Bears here at odyssey.com. Uh, it's Gabe and Grody at the Miller of Light Top Draft Show on 670 The Score. Cam, uh, Virginia McCaskey celebrated her 100th birthday today. If you were Virginia and you were blowing out the candles, what would you be wishing for, Mr. Cam Ellis?
5: How <laughs> long have you been working
4: on that one. <laughs> um, I would be wishing on an expedited process in Arlington Heights, probably. Um, I, I think... I would say like a good wide receiver, you know, like I think that's really just where the NFL is right now. You see teams sort of make the offensive jump when they get their young quarterback, a dynamic wide receiver. And then you can figure out the other stuff. You know, the bears have a terrible offensive line, but they still ran the ball pretty well. So like there's sort of this area of gray where, teams that don't necessarily have strong units in one place or another can still operate as a decent offense, but they need a dynamic wide receiver. And and I think they would be doing Justin Fields as a guy who they're, you know, kind of building this team around and probably going to incentivize to be the, the, the face of this franchise. They would be doing him a disservice to not go and get him the guy that he needs going forward. So I'm wishing for a wide receiver and a, an expedited tape breaking in Arlington Heights.
2: Well, now I got to. Since you brought up wide receiver, now I got to ask you about Chase Claypool and what you have thought of the the on the field angle of Chase Claypool, and if it is—I mean, it's obviously disappointing. I guess the question is: Is it a chronic issue, or just a this? This will have just been a blip along the Chase Claypool as a productive bear path.
4: Yeah, I. I am not. Super bullish on Chase Claypool right now. You know, I, I I agree. He needs more patience and no one played particularly well in this offense besides Justin Fields running the ball. So he deserves the patience that other talented players on this offense are also getting, but it just doesn't look good. And, you know, his numbers leaving Pittsburgh were not particularly strong either. So, if there's a year where you know he works with fields in the off season and they the two get on a really good you know rhythm and get on the same page and you know that Luke Effie finds a way to incorporate him with an off season of prep yeah like let's give it a shot why not he's too talented not to but i think it's concerning based on his numbers in chicago but also just you know, going back the last couple of seasons in pittsburgh as well
3: cam i want i want to follow up there because you know, we talk about, you mentioned that, you know, if you were Virginia McCaskey blowing out some candles, you'd want that, that top, top-tier top wide receiver. Let, let's, let's play pretend and assume Justin had that this year from week one. Do you think, I mean, obviously, because we're, we're talking about the growth of Justin Fields, where, where he was at in year two, do you think you would have seen more productivity from Justin Fields as a passer if he had that guy this year? Or do you still think in year two of his development, he probably would have been more of the same.
4: No, I definitely think it would have been more productive. I, I, if your point is that it wouldn't have been, you know, double the yardage or double the touchdowns, I agree with that. I think that the Bears had a limited offense regard. I don't think one wide receiver necessarily changes how dynamic they are. But but I do think he would be much better. You know, there, there are a half dozen instances of important moments when wide receivers who aren't going to be on the next good Bears team dropped balls or didn't make plays that ended up deciding close games. Like like when you have a good wide receiver, even if he's not getting the ball, that leaves face for Darnell Mooney. And maybe, the, you know, Chase Claypool gets more single coverage when they have a dynamic one too. So it, there's a ripple effect to an offense with a guy like him that I think would – that would have made Justin Fields a more prolific passer this year. But I don't think it would have made him an all-pro or whatever. I think there still is Justin Fields' issues that Justin Fields needs to work on on his own and not just because he has better receivers, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, the the one thing, too, is uh, – and I do – I love all the the Bears' resources like we were talking about, but I I don't know, man. Are there enough resources over the next couple of years to make the Bears' defense better? (laughs)
4: <laughs> uh, you know, you hope that. That's not Eberv loses job, right? Like, he's supposed to be the guy that can get the defenses to punch above their weight. Um, I, yes, you know, I think you can get away with figuring that out on the fly more than you can at this offense. Like, if you're going to be all in on Justin Fields, be all in on the offense and sort of piece the defense uh, by a year-by-year basis – um, but, yeah, you know, I think they're probably, if they keep their draft pick, they're going to take Jalen Carter or Will Anderson. So I think there will be some young guys. I think, you know, Ryan Pohl surprised some people last year when he went defense over offense early in the draft. So I think, you know, it's the Bears and it's Matt Eberflus. So there's always going to be a little more emphasis on defense than people might expect. But I, I wouldn't necessarily blame the Bears if they sort of put, you know, 75% of their thought and resources into offense and sort of figure the defense out afterwards. Cam,
3: appreciate you hanging out with us today, man. Some really good stuff talking about the Bears. Of course. Thanks for having me, guys. We'll talk to you later. Of course. So go to sleep now. You can go to sleep now. Good night. <laughs> yeah. good, good night, night good guys. Night. I can now, now I'll say good night. night. Say good yeah. good night. Yeah. It's, it's Gabe and Grody here at Offside Sports Bar and Grill for the Miller Lite Top Draft Show.
2: Overtime for Gabe.
3: Overtime. Yeah, I know. Shout out to Sandra. Oh, she left. She got her tickets and left. Sandra got her tickets and She's left. Like, I got what I
2: came for. I got what
3: you want. I understand. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, we got some people still hanging out, drinking some Miller Light, chilling. Um, I heard on the other side, Groats, that uh, we're going to have some more good audio.
2: Yeah, you know what? We've got some uh, Luke Getze and Andrew Janoka. I actually have a question for you about a very important position on the Chicago Bears and the depth chart that exists for it. Now, I'm, I, I, You know,
3: I cover the team, I got a good grasp, mm-hmm. you know, about. Who's on the squad? We're we'll going to find out. All right. Uh, what is the tricky question that Mark Grody has for me? And have you heard of this guy before? Uh, <laughs> we'll find out on the other side. It's Gavin Grody at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Offside Sports Bar and Grail. We'll be back after this at 670 to score.
1: Double G
0: with the rock to the rack. it in a foul.
3: That was me, though. I'm the one that was shooting that. Oh, I don't Grody, think so. Grody, you pass it to me. <laughs> you pass it to me, and then I score.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: We're back with more of the Miller Light Top Draft Show at Offside Sports Bar and Grill, 680 Southeastwood Drive in Woodstock with Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody. Presented by Miller Light. It's Miller Time on Sports Radio
0: 670 The Score, Chicago's Home for Bears fans, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
3: Definitely love hanging out in the Northwest suburbs. Woodstock has been good to us ever since we got here. Offside's been fantastic. Staff's been great. People's been great. Food's been awesome. Sad—it's the last one of the season, though. I got to be honest. Yeah,
2: man. Guys. I've noticed you are a little bit more emotional than you usually are. I am. You are an emotional guy, but I can see it. I can see it, man. Usually, so I'm just
3: frustrated with the Bears, and now I'm frustrated that, that this is over.
2: Oh, man. Well, let's go out strong. All right. This is—we're here till 10.
3: Well, I'm curious because Grody said that. He has a roster question for me for the Chicago Bears that I I might not know this person. So maybe we can get some help from the audience here and see if they know what's up. (laughs)
2: Um, Who is the Bears' backup quarterback on Sunday? Anybody? (laughs) (laughs) I, I actually heard it from someone. Yeah, you got yes. Tim Doyle? Tim. Yeah, Tim right, Tim Doyle. Yeah, that would be the instinct.
3: Jim Tim, Boyle? Tim Boyle? Did you say Jim Boyle? Tim Boyle? Tim Boyle. Oh, yeah, Tim Jim
2: Boyle. Okay. Yeah, there's all sorts of different ways. I hadn't even thought of it that so way. He, we need to keep playing, playing the way we're playing. <laughs>
5: yeah. <laughs> you seen that movie?
2: Studs. Adam not Sadisky, Tim Doyle. Producer right not now. Jim Boyle. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> he is Tim B. B- Boyle Boyle Tim Boyle
3: he got made fun of a lot growing up will be why? terrible last name really like a boil on your body or
2: something oh I, I think of like boiling like boiling point maybe huh? I was maybe
3: I was you too know? much of a bully and I know like that thing came to my mind like yeah that is, I guess so my you bad know? oh so what can you tell us about this potential this guy who you oh, said well, could be seeing the
2: field well well here's the deal so we talked to Andrew Junoko is the Bears quarterback Kay. so we got to ask him a bunch of questions today out at Hallis Hall and he was asked the question of, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I hadn't even thought of this, but it was a really good question and an interesting answer. Nathan Peterman's going to start for the Bears on Sunday. He is the starter. Stud. No doubt about it. Stud, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stud, and, Bears. And, and Tim Boyle is the backup. <laughs> the question was asked, is it possible that we could see Tim Boyle play in the game? Not Not just because Peterman gets hurt or is even ineffective, just for the hell of it, evaluation. Let's see what Tim Boyle's got. Here was the answer from Andrew Janoco on that.
5: Well, I mean, you know, right now, you know, that's that's kind of coach's call and what he wants to do. Right now, I'm getting Tim ready to play. Um, getting Tim ready to play, but getting uh, Nate, Nate ready to go. I mean, Nate Nate's ready to go. He's been announced as our starter. You know, but either way, those guys are both ready to go. So if if coach decides that that's what. Coach and Ryan decide that's something they want to do. We'll do that, you know, and we'll, and we'll be ready to go. But the nice thing is, is the way Tim prepares and the way Nate prepared, you know, I mean, you saw, the, you saw the couple snaps that Nate has taken so far. He went in and he ripped the ball. He was ready to go. So that's kind of just how we expect anyways. So, you know, we really don't need to know that right now. Um, we just, we have a plan for, you know, if Coach wants to do that, going to do that, then, then he'll be ready to go.
2: We as reporters at that point, Gabe, kind of all looked at each other, and we were discussing this when we went back in the room. He didn't say no. He
5: didn't say yeah, no. But,
3: but if you look, Studs, do me a favor. Pull that clip up again, because I want to play the very beginning of it again. Okay. And it sounds like, you know... Someone that's trying to avoid the answer
5: completely from the very beginning.
3: Uh eh, well eh, eh, yeah. You know and,
2: and maybe well, I you, mean, mean,
5: you know, right now. You know, that's that's kinda of coach's call and what he wants to do right now I'm getting Tim ready to play. Do you think no. that's
2: what he's do that do you think that Janoko just doesn't want to give us any like he maybe he just is practicing his he's a young guy, man. You he's just he's Trying to make his way in the world.
3: No, you know what he's thinking, Groats? It's the same thing that we're all thinking. Like, why do I got to talk about this? <laughs> why do I got
2: to talk about Tim, Tim Boyle? Boyle yeah. Like,
3: why do I got to do this?
2: Right, no, my, this guy's my, not going to
3: play. I got we my hands
2: full with Peterman. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I got to talk about Peterman. <laughs> guys, I want to go home. You guys want to yeah, go home. Yeah. We all want the season to be over. Right. Like, And I'm at answer, you know, well, chase Claypool questions. I,
2: and, I, but I will tell you. That's funny. But I will tell you. <laughs> it was not like that at all okay was you were in the big, room so he was, you know. i was in the room and he was he actually i don't know if it was somebody might have to one of my colleagues might have to correct me on this because i had to sneak back into the into the workroom before the session had ended so one of the assistant coaches and it might have been ginoco brought cake pops for all the media today oh my goodness yeah and i don't want to give credit to the wrong person but that that's that's what and i felt that i did not take one cuz i did not stay for the whole session well, doesn't, so i felt i i did not earn my cake pop
3: doesn't sound like a ebra
2: thing well, no, it actually doesn't. <laughs> doesn't no, that, like that does not show hey guys, up the hit hey. principle. Yeah. Did you guys <laughs> <Yeah>. pick <speak laughs> yeah. up kickbox right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I everyone's done a great job all year long. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, I don't think. You're right. That, that does so, not necessarily not, yeah. fit his. Maybe like
3: an Allen Williams. Like, I like you guys. Oh, yeah. You've been nice to me all year. Allen
2: Williams would totally you do know, that. He would do something like that. By the way, Richard Hightower today, the, the Bears special teams coach, started his press conference with us by saying how much he appreciates the media and our stories and uh, you know how we you know get through to the fan base and all of that it was really kind of cool to hear that and, and actually Alan Williams, had said something like that to us right before the holidays as well. So, okay. hey, man, just like you were saying you love the applause, I'll yeah. take that all day. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really nice thing <laughs> From the coaches? To, from the coaches, They're yeah. supposed to hate you and yeah, well, right, they're, they're right. But, you. but hey,
1: man, it doesn't have yeah. to be
5: that way.
3: Uh, Groats, let's, let's let's talk a little bit. It's Gabriel Mark Grody, 670 to score, Miller Lite, top draft show here, Offside Sports Bar and Grill. Going to be hanging out for like another half hour.
5: Yeah.
3: I'll stop, guys. Don't tempt me. Um, <laughs> I, I want to get your assessment just to, of, I mean, obviously, you know, if you guys don't know, Grody's in the locker room. Grody's there at Hallis Hall all week long, just really having an up-close-and-personal experience with these Chicago Bears. So you, you know them in a different way than we do as a fan base and those that consume the Bears. I mean, this season, where does it rank in, in, in all your seasons that you cover the Bears you know, where, where does it rank in terms of, of growth, in terms of, you know, the the, the, the the issues in the locker room? Just everything that's been going on. Has it been a fun season to cover, and where does it rank?
2: It's weird because it, it is a team that is obviously not good. You know, right. they, they are on the verge of the season. Mildly in, put, guys, mildly yeah, put. Yeah, in, in franchise history yet. And I've, I've said this several times before it's a really good locker room in terms of the guys in there put like i said putting up with us and the media sure. and being accountable and being available and all of that so uh yeah you know, i i've said that you know if, like i said a few times before so that that has remained and it's very odd to see that it's very odd to see that with the team in in that in this predicament, because usually when you when things start to go south, it gets very difficult right. to get not not to get access. We get the same access, but availability becomes a little bit more difficult. The questions become a little bit more arduous for us and for the players. You know, they see us. They're like, "Oh boy, now what are we going to talk about today?" Yeah. You know, another loss. I read it your sucks. article, sir. I read right, absolutely. So, but in in this in this case and with this particular team. There has been very little of that. I mean, there's some of it sometimes, but very little of that. They have remained upbeat. And I think part of it is because these are a lot of guys that can't afford to not stay upbeat, that these are guys trying out for, if not the Bears, trying out for other teams. But you do have to maybe put, you know, give a half a check mark in in the boxes for Matt Eberflus on that one. That this okay. is the way Job is, well done. his team, this is the way his locker room comports itself. So some of that can be reflected from the head coach. That if if, if it, and I don't know if that's it because this is the first year under. Eberflus, but it would make sense though. It could make sense that like here's the way. You know, you should comport yourself in the locker room with the media. All of that, or maybe they just know that because of the way or what is important to Matt Eberflus. Yeah. So I'll I'll give him a thumbs up for the locker room. Absolutely. Is it
3: has has Eberflus been your favorite coach to cover?
2: Oh, uh, that's interesting. Nag Nagy was great. Like when you talk, like, I don't know which part you're talking. Like, I guess
3: just in your heart of hearts. I mean, yeah. you covered the no, no, team. Yeah, no, Nagy and was and great. All, yeah.
2: Na- Nagy was absolutely terrific with the media. He okay. really was. I mean, it became. It it did get cumbersome towards the end because it it became a big circle of and never really getting to the center of it with him. But Matt Nagy was just terrific at all. Like here's an example of Matt of why I love Matt Nagy. Because if usually coaches they'll, they'll talk about 15 minutes and then get the hell out of there. You know the okay. the PR person will say two more questions, one more question, done, get out of there. It Nagy, so many times. If he saw that there were reporters that clearly wanted to ask more questions, he would say let it go. He would say okay. let I'll, I'll take more questions. So that's just one, and that's the way he was. I've enjoyed covering Matt Eberflus too. Like he, he's he's a little bit more guarded. He doesn't he's not as you know, warm and fuzzy, I guess as Matt Nagy was, not as smiley, but he's been very good. And I, I've been telling people because I know that the thing is with Eberflus that he, he's, he's too coachy and all that kind of stuff. Right. Listen to his answers to a lot of stuff and you you can learn some things from what Matt Eberflus says, not always, and, I, and I, some of it's throwaway, I get it. But Matt Eberflus is good on the spot in answering questions, even for the media portion. Of this job, he was ready for. It. Like he seemed like it, right? He's polished. It he did really seem. Is. Saying all the right yeah. things
3: really made you feel good and comfortable as never a fan. Never hesitates. Never hesitates. Nope. And yeah. it was open to, to answering every question. Didn't shy away much. You know, a couple of yes And we'll look at the tape at the end of the season. But for the most part, I felt like he did a really good job of that. Grody, I asked you in the beginning of the season. I remember talking to you, and I was like, "What's? Di- have you noticed anything different?" You know, now that you have a new coaching staff, you know, and you were talking about maybe how the practices were run. I mean, now, now that now that you've reached the end of the season, you know, and looking back at that question, you know, as to what you saw differently or what you saw that was different in the Bears locker room or just at Hallis Hall with the new coaching staff, what are some things you could point to?
2: Well, I, I think that I mean, or that stood out,
3: or that stood out from from from, from this new regime that's there.
2: Yeah, I mean the the and. I, I hate to say it but the answer is like when you watch a practice you see how they do abide by the rule the hits mm. principles i'll just call them the rules and you see a different style of still seeing a different style of practice um then and and i and, and this is not to denigrate this part, to sure. integrate Matt Nagy, like his practices were fine, and I'm sure John Fox's practices were fine, and Mark Trestman's, and so on and so forth. Man, now I'm going down the head coaching wormhole hey. here. How far you want me to go? That's, kid? Is, that's why I'm asking
3: you these questions because because you can actually tell us what the difference is. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I mean, I don't think there's, the, I don't think that this, the difference is that discernible yet for okay. me, other than what I was saying. This the speed of the practices, because for the most part, I mean, until maybe the end. Culture was always huge for Matt Nagy, and, and all the players said, yeah, the culture's and and said the culture is great. And Matt Nagy always said the culture is great. Then there were some whispers that the culture wasn't great at the end. Remember yeah. the Allen Robinson stuff and yeah. things like that—that that there was, you know, maybe there was some unhappiness in there. But the, so culturally, the, they seem to be similar. So yeah, I can't really come up with anything that that, that is a giant difference
5: at well, this point.
3: You know. Grody, we talked about you know we asked questions about Justin Fields is he going to be the quarterback in 10 years right something we've been talking a lot about and then when i think about coach Eberflus the one thing that concerns me is are players going to going to continue to listen to that style right you see guys like 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 Joe Madden where it becomes background noise after a while right, right? and it's fun in the first year you know you got club dub in the first year but when you're losing a little bit does club dub carry over to the fun. Do you think Ibrafus is the kind of coach that has that, that staying power, that, that, the guy that you can, you can listen to and he'll, he'll always be? We were referencing Phil Jackson earlier or you know coaches that can get guys to play at an extremely high level. Do we have that believability just yet, or is it still we have to see a little bit more well, from Ibrafus I, before we I'll get there? I'll say a
2: couple things about that. The, fr- the first part about it is I think the players will buy into it or do buy into it because there is obviously history. To him, this is not a gimmick this is a way of life. And, you know, maybe some things in the past with other coaches, not just the Bears necessarily, they feel yeah. gimmicky. E- even though it sounds gimmicky to us because it is an acronym right. and it's fun to say and it's easy to make fun hits of principles. for us like hits principles. But it really is a way of football and a way of football life for Matt Iberflu. So if, if you want to be on the team, if you want to get paid to be on this team in the long term, you will have been vetted – in that way already, you will have already been somebody who they decided, yeah, you're gonna buy in for the next five or six years to this system. And there is, you know, that that, that he said that guys, if they're not abiding by it, they'll, they'll pull your ass. Now the other part is is beginning of the season, there were guys that even publicly, Jalen Johnson, who said he was a little skeptical. Yeah, about the loafing. So, <laughs> so if he admitted there had to have been Probably a dozen others. A handful others. of them, yeah. Maybe yeah. a handful, That's you're a right. a great point. It had to have been more that felt that way. And Jalen Johnson, as we know from his appearances on Parking the Speed, All in. Straight shooter. Well, all in and a straight shooter. So he's not just making stuff up. Right. Because he was like, yeah, I wasn't real sure at first. <laughs> and now he's all in. So so, so if you could buy, get a guy like that to buy in, who thought it was, I don't know what he thought of it at first, yeah. silly, a little too much, you right. know, all that kind of stuff then then there sounds like that could probably happen with other players as well i got
3: to be honest th- those answers all make me feel good as good. a bears fan Phew. you know where i'm thinking yeah. i have a coach who has believability he's getting the star players to believe in you know he is that kind of coach you got you know you know the squad themselves you know felt that being in the right direction it's just everything makes you feel good because that's what you want going into next season right you you had a bad year and you didn't have the talent but at least you want to feel good about your team, you know, over the over the course of the next couple of seasons. And in order to do that, you got to feel good about the coach. Yeah. Got to feel good about where you're at. You got to feel good knowing that the players, the guys that are there day in and day out, that they have believability in the hits principles and whatever else you know the new coach is trying to. Preach. Well, I'll
2: say this too: it was imperative. Like we're praising it, and we should. But it was also essential. Like it was just, I like to say, minimal. Seemed like
3: everything just started to just drift away, and somebody needed to bring it back together.
2: Yeah. So if if they didn't have good culture this year, and they didn't feel confident in their head coach to go along with the losing this year, they'd be the Denver Broncos. That would have. They'd be the Denver Broncos.
3: (laughs) It's Gabriel Ramirez. Drop the
2: mic, man. Mark Grody
3: here at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show, Offside Sports Bar and Grill. Yeah. Got a little less than a half an hour to go uh we're gonna light things up in a little bit man the way we mark uh, mark and i sometimes we end the show with a little twitter time yeah a little stuff that's going on in the twitter world a little, we need little sports time. but also a little bit of pop culture so we get to laugh a little bit all right uh so we'll end the show uh with some laughter twitter time on the other side with Gabe and grody right here on 670 the score well what do you know i got an admirer <laughs>
5: You spend so much time on Twitter, you're not enjoying the better things in life. All those idiots on Twitter. It's Twitter time with Gabe Ramirez. I only know one to know one thing. Can you cuss on Twitter? I don't give a rat's ass about Twitter.
0: To be brutally honest, I'm not a Twitter guy. Let's scroll through some tweets. Uh, All right, we are about to get
3: up out of here in just a second. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, 670 to score. We are here at the Miller Lite Top Draft Show at Offside Sports Bar and Grill. The hospitality has been phenomenal.
2: Oh, unbelievable, man! It's always good to be around some the, nice people. I went with the case ideas. They're coming my way. <laughs>
3: quesadillas, no burger. You didn't go with the burger. No, grunts? no,
2: I, I'm going with case quesadillas. Uh, yep. Quesadillas. Not the fried
3: chicken that was staring at me in the urinal. No, that, you weren't. You know the big I poster. I can't
2: square that up when you say that. When you, the, the fried chicken staring you in the face of the there's urinal. There's a. You go into yeah. the
3: go 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 to the bathroom? Okay. And there's a big ass picture of some fried chicken, and it's like. <laughs> want to taste our fried chicken <laughs> I, I,
2: <laughs> are you getting it i had the chicken oh, wings that's right you had the wings and they so, were delicious the chili delicious. sauce all, all
3: right, right here we go uh a yeah. little bit of sports a little bit of pop culture we call it twitter time first up from the wolverine chronicle at wolverine Chronicles. this is breaking jim harbaugh again said what he had already said again and will continue to say additionally he has repeated what he said again and of course his statement says more or less that he's coming back to the university of michigan but as we just learned on Twitter, saw these level one violations coming out for uh, Jim Harbaugh. Did you see that? No. Oh, Studs put it in, the, uh, in, in, our, in our group chat here. It says the NCAA oh, is set to allege numerous violations against Michigan football, including a level one violation against Jim Harbaugh for failure to cooperate with investigators. Oh my God.
2: Bull of Pete Carroll. Get out while you can. <laughs> That's why I'm like, why did you yeah. get that
3: statement saying you were coming back knowing damn well? That thing did he know that
2: I mean I mean so no but seriously like Pete Carroll remember he was at USC yeah and he got out in the Nick of time and he goes to Seattle and Went to two Super Bowls and won one of them oh, and still
3: going strong. let will see if Jim Harbaugh makes his way back. But guess next.
2: what? Guess who doesn't want him anymore? D- didn't he get drop kicked by Minnesota last year? Oh, yeah. Didn't they leave him at the altar or something weird Swing where he had to go back lines. to Michigan with his tail between his well, legs? Well,
3: fortunately, he got two new boot things in the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos that are looking to, uh, you know, maybe go arm in arm with him. All right. Next up. Sure, sure. Uh, this is from Legion Hoops. Derek Rose is in the top 10 in all-star voting for Eastern Conference guards. Is that st- really that shouldn't be surprising. Yeah. Tons of fans across the pond. Yeah. You know, and but
2: not for his play, necessarily, right? He's not really. A no, 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 this, this okay. is the fan-based part. OK. You know, they, where they just, yeah, that's they why just I pick, looked at you weird. They I'm just like, picked really? their favorite
3: players. I just like to show Derrick Rose a little bit of love. Well, and,
2: you know. and, and as guys like that get older, like he's going to be, I don't know what the reaction is from opposing arenas. Him, but he seems like a type of guy who like would get more appreciated the older he yeah. gets. You know yeah. what I mean? Because he's Cause still around, and we all and everybody knows what he did over like a three for the game year itself. First, yeah. well, I don't know if he did anything for the game necessarily.
3: I everybody think he did. I think he carried the game at a time when you know where where it was LeBron heavy. Braun needed like an arch nemesis, and it ended yes. up being the Bulls and Derrick Rose okay. in that space.
2: I just didn't look at it that deeply. I just look at it as he was an awesome superstar player, yeah. and everybody remembers okay. what he did. So I think a guy like that, as he gets older, gets more popular. Understandable. Yeah. Well, next
3: up Chirp, uh, Chirp. This from Rap Alert 100. Mark Grody follows this account often. You know, I do. Uh, fans notice that Missy Elliott Missy has Miss untagged Demeter. herself from Chart Data's tweet about Nicki Minaj breaking her record. And the tweet came out and said that Nicki Minaj becomes the uh, first female rapper with the most consecutive years, charting a single in the Hot 100, breaking a tie with Missy Elliott. So they're trying to create some beef between Missy Elliott and Nicki Minaj. Who do you like better? Because now that I know you're a music guy, we can talk music.
2: Uh, Wow, that's tough. I I probably go with the classic. I go with Missy Elliott. Yeah. yeah. Rich Wyatt. Yeah. I I like Nicki Minaj. I like Nicki Minaj. Nicki
3: Minaj and Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott. I think we go with the classic there. What about you? I met I met Nicki Minaj at B ninety six one time. Yeah, and let me just say, let me just say, Nicki Minaj, baby. But you know who's coming for all of them? Cardi B. Cardi B. Ow. Right. I do like Cardi. You know what?
2: I like Cardi B the best out of those three. Because you're hip.
3: It's no, it's because you're hip. Oh, really? Is it's that why it hit. is?
2: I thought you were gonna say it like that. Hip, it's just like the principle. Oh, they have principle. Our next up. Yeah. Chirp oh, chirp.
3: Yeah. Uh, this from yeah. Red Eye Chicago it says. Mayor Lori Lightfoot wanted Chicago Bears to change her season tickets over security concerns. Did you hear about that? I did not. So she was she was not feeling safe where she was at amongst the, the, oh, the regular folk. She'd you know, been right? spotted.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's the mayor. Yeah, she's the one. I just wonder
3: where she wanted her season tickets to be moved over to. Yeah, wh- could wh- you put them wh- inside the suite <laughs> next to the, so the
2: other people? Well, wait, like, where was she? Was she sitting in the stands with? The, the people, or she, did she didn't already have?
3: I'm sure there were decent seats. She just wanted, just wanted to be more secure. Maybe okay. she was just too out in the open, you know? Well, and in I the mean, elements, she's Chicago. Getting,
2: she's getting harassed, and like I'd, I'd move too.
3: I can't believe she requested that. Trying to keep them here in Soldier well Field. Anyway. Uh next up, uh, chirp chirp. This from MLB Cathedrals. In 1941, the Chicago Cubs had lights all ready to be put in Wrigley Field in 1941. Then on December 7th, Pearl Harbor happened. Oh, yeah. So rather than installing the lights, the Cubs donated them to a shipyard instead, pro- uh, prolonging the installation 47 years until
2: 1988. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get them back until 88. <laughs> <So, laughs> we were thinking, hey, can we, uh, like, can
3: we get some more lights next year? They're like, do you know how much those lights cost <laughs> no, like, hey, in 1941? Have, do you still
2: have those lights we gave you? Because. <laughs> We'd actually like to get him back if that's cool. <laughs>
3: It's like, uh, he doesn't work here anymore. We don't know who you gave him to. <laughs> like,
2: who did we give those lights like, to? Let's, Jim?
3: Yeah, let's Jim, do. is Jim there? I just, I'm wondering oh, that's if right. Jim we gave there.
0: away. Like, somebody in
2: the. They're
3: light. like, oh, Jim, Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> Not here no more. It's like, oh.
2: like, no. John McDonough, the genius, <laughs> and with the color, go, hey, what happened to those lights yeah. we gave <laughs> away?
0: Uh, we did an
3: audit. You <laughs> can't seem yeah. to find the lights. Where put them are back they? up, man. Oh, yeah. man. All right, next up. Chirp, uh, chirp. Only got a couple more of these. Uh, Republic Records tweeted out, get ready to ride with Shania Twain's new single, Giddy Up. Ugh. Okay, good. Never liked Shania Twain.
2: Like,
3: Bradley, a Shania Twain oh, fan? sorry. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, a lot yeah, of people yeah, like
2: Shania that's Twain. That's why I brought it
3: up, because I knew yeah. it would divide the room. Right, I knew it would be controversial. Yeah. You're a Shania Twain fan, too? Do so my Shania your boy, Twain, people. Your, your boy's pointing at you that like guy. you're a huge fan. <laughs> there. All right,
2: like it's, it. okay. it's okay. It's all right. Yeah, I yeah, got you no, right. You're just it. passionate about it. It's all good. All right, next I, up, next good. up.
3: Chirp, chirp. This from StatMuse. Muse. Lori in tonight, 49 points. Of course. Eight rebounds. Shot 15 for 27 from the field, 13 for 13 from the free throw line. Joins Donovan Mitchell and Carl Malone as the only Jazz with that stat line or better since 1990.
2: <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, I know he has He been playing like that though. This I know he started the, the season, season well. Started super
3: hot. Yeah. And I mean, he's been their most you know consistent scorer. Okay.
2: So, is, so are you Are you trying to talk us into regret here? Right no, now? no.
3: It was more so pointing out, uh-huh. and showing love like I did with Derrick Rose to oh. another former Bull. Oh, okay. Nothing, nothing too. I thought crazy. you're gonna
2: do the we never should have gotten rid of marketing thing.
3: No, no. Okay. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm all for guys. Listen, I think in the NBA to go on a ramp. Actually, you know what, studs? You can take off the music right now because this Uh-oh, thing's over it's with.
5: Getting serious. Uh, man. But
3: because because reality is this, guys, when they get into the NBA or playing the NFL, I think we forget. I think all of us here are at least thirty or above. Not you two, or not you either. Sorry. Uh, but
2: but the the, the thing <laughs> actually, is actually mostly twenty year olds oh, here right damn now. It. Yeah. All
3: right, uh, I'm the only old guy yeah. in this building. Uh, but the thing is this: you tend to think back to what life was like when you were twenty. And more often than not, you can't even remember that time because you were just some dumb kid. And I think that, you know, when we look at a guy like Laurie marketing he was young when he came to the Bulls, right? Coming out of Arizona. And sometimes you just need that space to grow. And when you're thrown under the microscope in a market like Chicago. High draft pick. It, high draft pick. It's tough. And so to see Laurie, I mean, obviously on that team, he's not going to be able to do that on a – on a, like a playoff team because no one on that team can score so it's just a you lot know, of expectations on them right it's there, funny so. that
2: you give him all that room and kind of excuse him yet if I bring up Patrick Williams you're like on no, I don't want to hear it yeah you know what no, 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 no. Well,
3: yeah. I no, no I said glory marketing is on another team so he gets the room oh, if okay. Patrick William were to go on a Patrick Williams were to go on a team that wasn't making the playoffs and was putting up 27 shots I'd, I'd applaud him, too, if he okay. came up with 49 points. Okay.
2: All right. I I'm just. I, okay. I see what you're
3: doing there. Keeping no, me
2: honest. I, I'm keeping you honest. And I you answered the question that. well. Okay. You Thank you very answered the question much. well, so we don't have That's to have that fight. That's why we're good teammates right Yeah, here. absolutely.
3: Uh, it's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody. And, man, it's, i got to say, this has been a phenomenal, phenomenal run of these Miller Lite Top Draft Shows. You and I had the opportunity to do a couple together.
2: Yeah, man. I've, I've loved them, man. Our right,
3: first one was in Lincoln Park. Who did we have? We had, uh, it was uh, Chris Emma. Came that's right, Chris
2: shane reardon came shane reardon, out? reardon came actually warden i'm sorry i keep mispronouncing is that Rorden. really a, is yeah it? it's at yes his name is pronounced shane Re- Rorden, Rorden? the way it's spelled but he he goes just as a joke reardon but it's roardon and that's uh, hilarious. It's a long story it's, it's not right. very interesting uh, well, ahead. we
3: appreciate uh, the miller life family for really taking care of us i mean this is a really cool collaboration between the two entities and when you're putting sports And bear together. It just makes sense in this instance. And getting us out here in front of the people, you know, at these bars where Miller Light's, you know, being poured just flowingly, uh, it's just really cool. So I look forward to doing these things in the future. Shout out to Miller Light, Isaac, the Miller Light rep that came out today and to a bunch of these things, and all the other Miller Light reps that we had a chance to work with. So big shout out to them. Appreciate you guys. All right, gotta thank our guests, Mark Shanowski, Cam Ellis. For hanging out with us today I want to go ahead and thank our promo team brandon and eric for hanging out of course rich wyatt our engineer for making the sound phenomenal i got to thank adam studzinski our producer back in studio just doing an excellent job with audio and keeping us right on schedule and he's in my ear telling me now gabe wrap it up yeah shut up stop <laughs> saying nice <these laughs> things <laughs> gabe, me. gabe ramirez mark grody uh we might be seeing you guys tomorrow two o'clock make sure you hang <laughs> out with us for the Miller Lite Top Draft Show from Offside Sports Bar and Grill, guys have a fantastic night.
2: Thanks, everybody. Woo!
1: Double G with the
0: rock to the rack, Tone it in a foul.